Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call, did write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of a sexual predator to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is the just because fallacy. So the, the sexual predator, is he a... Is he a convicted criminal? Well, well, he's now? not. He's only not technically a convicted <laughs> sexual predator because it was a civil case in New York, not a criminal right. case. So right. he was found liable. So he is legally. He can legally be described as a sexual predator, right? But he's not convicted. He is merely civilly liable. Oh, okay, well that's good. Yeah, that's good to know. So <laughs> we not, could legally call him uh, that. Not a funny opening, but factual. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh yeah the just because fallacy it's a very specific case of the thought terminating cliche that we talked about before and right. it's yep. basically yep. where either you have a reason that for some reason you don't want to give or you don't have a reason yep. for the thing you're claiming and so right. you you say oh it's just because like a yeah. frustrated parent might yeah. sometimes do yeah, I did. I, there was a specific moment when I realised that I was about to say, just because it was like the mental torture, the five whys, where you, your kids ask you constantly, well, why? Why is that? And I think it came about, it was about cherry blossom on a tree in the street in Hackney, where I was living at the time. And so why is it, why are they in blossom and why are they in the street and why are they living and why, why <laughs> is the earth going around the sun and why? And I felt like I was getting to the point where I was about to say just because and and I really, I stopped myself and I just, I think I said, yeah, we'll have to go and look that up. Yeah, back, back in the in the dim and distant past. Uh, which this only will mean things to a certain generation of English listeners. Well, I had a, a comedy record with Eric Sykes and Hattie Jakes. Oh, yes. Uh, where yeah. they, they were doing that thing and Hattie Jakes was being a child and just going, why, right. why, about right. every single thing. So, yeah. <laughs> did, he, did he resort to, I don't, I, to be honest, because? it's at least 40 years since I listened to right. it. And I, I don't quite remember. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't got it. Yeah, I should, have, I should have dug play. it out. But, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, but our first Trump example, at least, is from when he was talking about why Mexico were going to pay for the war. Uh-huh. It's a vital tool, Mr. Trump, to turn things around, especially the drug traffic, because it's very tough. And we can build that wall so easily. And by the way, Mexico is going to pay for the wall. You know, just, just because. <laughs> just because. Just, yeah, because yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. there isn't actually a reason. Because there's no, no reason at all why they would, of course. No. And, and they specifically said by this point they definitely wouldn't. And what is he talking yep. about? He's mad. And, yeah. and no, But he's saying, oh, yeah, yeah, they'll pay for it. Just just. just be- just because, yeah. but that, and also the other reason for saying that is that the crowd goes wild. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, didn't he? Didn't no. A the wall didn't get built. <laughs> B Mexico didn't pay for it. No, no. Yeah, um, but essentially, mm. this is a, a thing that he said. 
frequently is just yeah. kind of ex- expecting you to trust what he says. Believe me, he says frequently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and here is another example of that where I don't and I don't know why he's doing he's saying this stuff like this <laughs> but he's talking initially about roger stone i know roger but a lot of people know roger everybody sort of knows roger and what happened to him is unbelievable they say he lied but other people lied too just to mention comey lied mccabe lied lisa page lied her lover Struck, Peter Struck, lied. You don't know who these people are? Just trust me, they all lied. I d- uh, yeah, what? the delivery is a mystery. Why he's yeah. like, he lied. Yeah, and what the fuck is that? But yeah. yes, but the point is, at the end, he's like, yeah, none of these people yeah. mean anything to you, but it's Just okay, trust me, because yeah. I'm saying they lied, so that's yeah. an, all you need to know. Yeah, and he does say "believe me" a lot, doesn't he? he Believe does do me. That. Yeah, I mean, they have these kind of outrageous statements. Doesn't he even say it in the opening titles? Yeah, and, you know, yeah. "believe me," she wants to to do away with the Second Amendment. He does do that a lot. Yeah. And, so and, I mean, I and I kind of didn't want to use that as as the yeah. as the go to <laughs> yeah. example, just because they use it yeah. so much, and we can always yeah. all bring to mind many examples. A lot of time, he says it. He's talking about something he claims he's going to do or claims he has done, and says, "Believe yeah. me." But yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes he does use it to kind of theoretically back up a fact, which it doesn't in any way do. No, because it's interesting. The 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 one person missing from that list of people who lie is he himself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Who lies? But lots of people. Yeah, but that's also even if all that was true. As, yeah. As yeah. Should we should have a t-shirt? <laughs> even if all of that was true, it doesn't <laughs> take away from the fact that Roger Stone lied yeah. and therefore was convicted of a crime. Lots of other people can still lie. Yeah, as many as you like. That doesn't. Doesn't yeah. <laughs> Those other people. But even if they did, but even if they, but had, even if they did, yeah. He still then, he still committed a crime. Yeah, it doesn't just because other people do the same thing doesn't make him do it less. Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. No. And now is the time I think for Mark's British politics corner. You see, I think that the British politicians have a much more skilled, plausible deniability stance, which is probably. Um, trained within them. So it, it, it's difficult to find any examples of them actually saying, believe me or trust me. It's often couched in terms of an appeal to the people, the truth of which we also have to take on trust, of course, especially for Sunak, who says it a lot, who was elected by very, very few of the British people, after all. I tried to find a recording of this, but I ended up going to Hansard, the written record. And if you type in trust into Hansard, very few come up. <laughs> but when they do, it's it, of latterly, it's been um, Sunak, and, and he says, similar to the one he did for the statement, having gone to COP27 in November 22, he made a statement about it, and in a response to Keir Starmer, who pointed out the backtracking on promised green policies by his and previous Tory administrations, Sunak said... I know the British people trust me to manage the economy and they will not trust the Labour Party. 
The right honourable and learned gentleman might be focused on reparations around the world. We're focused on creating a strong economy here at home, and that is what we will do. So the to, to which Chris Bryant of the Welsh Assembly responded, vis-a-vis, I know the British people trust me to manage the economy and will not trust the Labour Party. The Prime Minister says he and his party are more trusted by the British public on the economy. Well, there's one way of testing that, isn't it? It is with a general election, and we'll be happy to have that. So the, I think the the trust me bit is buried in um, the British people. So their kind of plausible deniability, they don't just say, yeah, trust me on this. What they do, they move it a lot off to one side. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, you already trust me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. just telling you what the British people do. The British people trust me on this stuff. And okay, well, if the if you trust in the British people's trust in you, then all you got to do is have a general election. Let's see whether that's and so. And that occurred to me that the counter of it is to just call them out and say, "Well, I don't trust you." <laughs> so why why should I? Yeah, why should I don't believe you? Why should I? And and you're saying just because? Well, why is it just because? And, and I I think that. Also, what mainly tends to happen in British politics, and this probably comes from the common rooms of Eton College, is that the holders of positions of power assume that their position of power is sufficient for those listening to them to take their statements on trust. So there's an inherent believe me, trust me on this in their statements. And Kemi Badenoch, who's both business and trade secretary and another hyped new Tory act attempting to show that they are a diverse and representative party, However, we always say you may be black or brown in the Tory party. It doesn't preclude you from being an asshole. Kemi was in Italy in February 2023, tried to deal with trade barriers caused by Brexit. The trade barriers that were non-existent when we were in the EU, because Italy's in the EU too. And she was interviewed by Sky News's Ed Conway, and she maintains that the figures with Italy are all up since Brexit, because she's the trade secretary. And so you should thus believe it. How would you say Italian trade with Italy has gone over the last few years? Would you say since Brexit it's, it's up or would you say it's gone down? Um, I, uh, as I understand it, it has gone up, certainly in, uh, in today's figures. We are trading more overall with the it's EU. It's gone down. It's, um, the figures that I have are that we have $330 billion, uh, in terms of UK-EU uh, trade. That is something that has gone up. <laughs> so they kind of, they hide that you've got to trust me on this. With I've, The figures I've seen, the figures as I see them, mm. it's all gone up. At least, <laughs> I love the way you just go, oh, no, no, it's all, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all gone down. Of course, the other way to counter this assertion of I am the one in power, therefore you need to believe what I'm saying, the way you counter it is just come back with some actual facts. So Ed Conway dies, he comes back with some actual facts from outside of the realm of Kemi's head. With Italy, it's kind of down by about 12% or 16%. Well, it, it also, it's, you're it, at. It, it, exactly. It depends on what, you, what you're looking at. Are but, you looking at trade it's always by... down. I need to finish the, need to finish, um, the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless that sentence was going to be, yeah, you need to turn the piece of paper up, so down. Yes, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it's all down. There's no. It's all, it's all down. She's saying this stuff, and he said, "Well, it depends. It depends what figures you're looking at." She, and then she goes, "All right, yeah, thanks. You've just saved me. You've thrown me a, a life belt." And then she complains that she's not letting him finish the sentence because there's this whole thing of 
but I'm the trade secretary and you should believe what I'm saying. And not only that, you shouldn't interrupt <laughs> and, and give the lie to the things that I'm asking you to believe. And I couldn't let Suella Braverman, couldn't pass up her speech from yesterday because I think what lends weight to the legitimacy of the just because authority is that it feeds into people's confirmation biases. So uh, Suella Braverman was equally unchallenged and self-important, if not self-righteous, yesterday when she gave a confirmation bias sorry, conference, conference speech to the hard right, Boris was right, Sunak's not right, Tory subgroup called National Conservatism. Think of the National Conservatives as somewhat akin to the National Socialists of 1930s Germany, and you won't be far wrong. In that speech, she said, the unexamined drive towards multiculturalism as an end in itself, combined with identity politics, is a recipe for communal disaster. There you go, fact. No, no evidence of it. It's true because she said it, and she should know because she's brown. It's, it's part of the culture wars that we learned from Lee Anderson. He pointed out that it's the only thing that the Tories have got left now against the other and the woke and she went on to assert, we cannot have immigration without integration. Again, no evidence other than, believe me. And she adds, if we lack the confidence to promote our culture, defend our values and venerate our past, then we have nothing to integrate people into. But, but you don't have integration <laughs> if you don't have to integrate. If you don't have integration, you don't have to integrate people. And the past being venerated is a past where people like her were told to go back where they came from. And when everyone was really racist. So it's kind of this, this odd, because I'm in power and because what I'm telling you, you, all, you already think, then you won't question me. I think we, we've hit upon the actual <laughs> essence of um, Trump's, when he gets angry mm. for, and calls people you know, nasty when they ask him difficult questions, is because he can't believe that, that people don't believe him. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely and, an appeal to authority in here mm, as well, in, in as yeah. much as, yeah, you just you should just accept what I say. Yeah. I yes, shouldn't the, really the need big, to justify the big, it. Yeah, I shouldn't need the to because, the because of the just because yeah. is because I'm telling you and, it, and I'm the one telling you. Mm. She did get somewhat reprimanded by ordinary Tories, that she should be stopped doing the I'm vying for the next prime ministership and just get on with her job, drop the rhetoric and all that kind of stuff. Although worryingly, she ended that section with conservatism is order or it is nothing, <laughs> which I can't help hearing in the, in the with an echo of, at the very least, the allegorical voice of the Star Wars Empire's First Order. Yeah, yeah. Or, or there was something, some alarming thing on an Austrian train today where... Oh, the fuck me, yeah. Tannoy, the uh, hit, uh, yeah, was played by, Jesus. I think, somebody hacked that? in or something, I know. What the fuck? Yes. Yeah. So that, so conservatism is order, or it, it is order or it is nothing. <laughs> Somewhere between reductio ad vader oh. and Hitler. Yeah. Jesus. So anyway, to lighten the fascistic <laughs> mood a little and to remind us of the pseudo-historical traditional claptrap, 
that the Tories are espousing. Here's cosplay steampunk vicar from Wish.com, Jacob Rees-Mogg, to tell us this. The fishing issue was covered a moment ago, but what is happening is that the government is tackling this issue, is dealing with it as quickly as possible, and the key is we've got our fish back. They're now British fish, and they're better and happier fish for it. <laughs> there you go. Just because, <laughs> yes, because uh... I said so. They're British fish. There's no, yeah, they're British fish and better and happier for it. <laughs> The Speaker of the House, Lindsay Hoyle, injects a, a moment of sanity, points out that just because nature of we smogs his assertion by saying this. Obviously, there's overwhelming evidence for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, so he's pointed out that you've just made an assertion on the basis... In fact, he begins that little bit, Reese Mogg, by telling the person off who's asking about the, the what's what are we doing about the fish in the wrong place. So he, he, yeah, that should be brought up in the business uh, question, blah, 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 blah. He's like head boy, headmaster. So he creates this sense of authority, which therefore gives him sufficient authority to be able to say outrageous <laughs> things like the fish are British and they're much happier <laughs> as a result. Yeah, that, I was, I was uh, watching an old episode of QI recently and uh, mm -hmm. Stephen Fry recounted a, an anecdote about Jacob Rees-Mogg when he was, I think, first campaigning to become an MP right. and leafleting in East Fife. And his nanny course, was yeah. out on the kind of campaign trail helping him. Yeah. And apparently he was getting the piss taken out by the people of East Fife for this, yeah. obviously. Yes, yeah. and, and Reese Mogg apparently said, "I think I think it's very unfair that you keep going on about my nanny. If I had a valet, no one would think it was strange at all." Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
the Beatles there with the opening track of Side 2 of Abbey Road because, which which I thought immediately that <laughs> we were going to do this one. I went, oh, yeah, it's got to be that. <laughs> By God, that was ambitious. That was, like, that was an epic <laughs> one, wasn't it? I, I could have gone out and made a cup of tea with that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there are. So I listened, listened to the, the, the latest remix version of Abbey Road and you think, Oh my God! It's like <laughs> there's sixteen part harmony on the on the original. Okay, oh yeah, can't be that hard. <laughs> Singing along to it in the car, not the same <laughs> as having to, having to do it all yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the fallacy in the world, we like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective, and we've got a bit of a seventies special. This oh, time lovely. around, yeah, because it happened a lot in the seventies. Well, seemingly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first example is from Little House on the Prairie. I can't believe I gave her all my furniture. You talking to me, Miss Olson? Hmm. Why would I be talking to you? Why wouldn't you want to talk to me? Because my feet hurt. Then why don't you ride on the wagon? Hmm. Because. Because why? Just. Because. Miss Turgeon says that's no reason. Uh, Sometimes when I'm bad, she asks me why i done something. I just say, because. Because I have no good reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have a good reason either. <laughs> I most certainly do. What is it? Oh, shut up, for heaven's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to give that clip a little context, that yeah. Miss Olsen does have a reason. Uh, yeah. For not wanting to ride on the wagon, and the reason is she's a massive racist. Yeah, yeah. Because because well, yeah. she's a she's a social climber, as as all of you Little House and Prairie fans will remember. And yeah. um and she had gone on this trip to meet a person she thought was an upper class woman. Right. And so she'd made this big trip and made a big thing about it to to come and meet with this posh woman so that she could be posh by proxy. Um, right. But it turns out. Right. It was a black woman of just the same name. And so she thought, oh, I've completely wasted my time now because it's just a black woman and I don't want to ride on the cart with her. So now I have to just walk behind it. And so that's the reason she was crotchety and her feet were wow. sore. And also the reason she didn't want to tell the little black child why yeah. she wasn't riding on the cart. So, wow. So, yeah. There you go. Just yeah. because in that instance hid a reason yeah. she didn't want to give... In some instances, it hides an argument from authority, as we've already discussed. And this yeah. uh, clip is from Sanford and Son. For any British listeners, Sanford and Son is the US version of Steptoe and Son. So Fred is the older Steptoe, yeah. you know, dad. He is directing a play that his son is acting in with mm-hmm. guest star of the week, George Foreman. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Why would I have an English accent? Because I said so. See, you'll have class like all those English actors. Richard Burton, Alec Guinness, and uh, 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 Julie London. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Pop, I'm playing the part of a guy from the ghetto, man, struggling to make it to the top. I'm not playing the Scarlet Pimpernel. Do? I'm not going to do it. Listen, I'm the director, and you're going to do what I say. So, yeah, his Because (laughs) I Said So is Mm -hmm. because he's the director. And yeah. therefore, he has the authority to just tell him what to do, and he has to do it, and he doesn't have to give a reason. Whether so. it makes no sense. In the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why would you have a British you're in the You're from the Bronx. That's right. Because <laughs> the, the gag about Julie London yeah. is that Julie not London was English. 
actress. No. She's an so, American. She's just American jazz singer. Yeah. Marvellous. Who very early on in her career built her own studio oh. in, in her house. So yeah. we, and kind of set the precedent. But her um, name's London, so that counts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um, and George Foreman, as I say, the boxer, guest as, as himself in this episode. And, well, and this episode was written by Gary Shandling, who oh, went wow. on to become... Uh, Larry Sanders. This this was like one of the very first his very first TV jobs. I think this was the second episode of Sanford and Son that he wrote, and that was his first thing in showbiz. Cool. So, there you go. There you go. And uh, finally, in this section, uh, we have an example from Different Strokes. Yay! This represents yeah. another reason that might be behind the just because. Well, you sure really don't want to move out, do you? Yes, I do. I'm calling the coach. I can't let you do that. <laughs> um, give me the phone. Why should I? Because I said so. That's no reason. <laughs> Give me the phone or I'm going to hang you by your feet from the balcony. Now that's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case... What you talking about, Willis? Yeah. It is masking yeah. uh, an argumentum ad baculum, an appeal to force. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the just because comes with a kind of a backup of if just because isn't menace. enough, yeah. you need to listen to me because otherwise yeah. you're going to be... <laughs> In trouble. Yeah. So, and that kind of, I think, where it is used by parents, mm. those two, well, those three reasons probably are the, the things that hide behind it. There's either yeah. a reason you don't want to say, yeah. or there's just accept it on my authority yeah. and, and just accept it or you'll get what's coming to you, like in, <laughs> yeah. in our, in our yeah. childhood yeah. era, at least. So, yeah, yeah the, just yeah. because masks all of that. Something occurred to me, uh, listening to that little house on the prairie clip is that that's probably contemporary with uh mash and also just slightly ahead of apocalypse now all of which were allegorical dealings with the vietnam war and america's part in that and how it was a not such a very good thing and little house on the prairie was dealing with america's part in slavery and how that was not a very good thing so it's very good writing in that era to do these kind of yeah uh, alleg- allegories of stuff in a very uh, yeah, certainly straightforward I think, way i think this era of little house was i think it had departed from the original law Engels books a bit mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. and michael landon had taken over as exec producer and, and ah, started yep, becoming yep, more of a progressive the... preachy kind of yeah. narrative more of the episodes but yeah he yeah he, and and then went full preachy on highway to heaven <laughs> when he did that one. <laughs> yeah but, yeah so before we move on to fake news this week yep. i just want to mention that qed tickets are now on sale Yay! Um, this isn't a hashtag ad. We're not getting anything for this. We're just fans of QED. But yeah. we wanted to let you know it is uh, the 23rd and 24th of September um, yeah. in Manchester. And uh, tickets are on sale. Go to qedcon.org. I will be there. I won't. Because I've, got, won't, I've no. got, a gig, I got a gig with my other... With the with the musicians, what make our theme tune? Yeah. Um, so I've got, and it's you know, yeah, don't go, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's like it's yeah, one of it's one of our dying. numbers of significant birthday. Just because of a know. of a you'll nice be round doing number the, of orbits of the sun. You'll be doing the same thing <laughs> next year. Yeah. 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 Well, 
yeah. anyway, not a QED time. I won't. Anyway, um, uh, no, the, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, so, it means I'm. I'll be there on my own. And the thing is, uh, so we'll part of the you'll reason now I'm talking about this, for yeah. the quiz. <laughs> part yeah. of the reason we uh, I'll mention this, and I'll be mentioning it until September. Not every week. <laughs> But I'll bring it up occasionally. <laughs> is is because I we went last year. We talked about it. You heard yep. us talk about it. We had yep. an amazing weekend. It oh is God, such it a lot of fun. Yeah. It's yeah. so interesting and just amazing to to be there yep. with so many that, people. That whole kind of critical thinking. The community. whole yeah, whole critical thinking and, thing is great. And and everybody's a natural comedian as well yeah. in amongst all that kind of critical thinking there's immense a lot of very very funny for, people for, for, yeah. for humor yeah and and we met great people we met listeners we met people who yeah. weren't listeners uh we met people who i think have become listeners since we met them and uh, yeah. um it was just great and i love the meeting of people i'm terrible yeah. at <laughs> initiating that interaction so yeah. come to qed and Find me that. and talk to me, because <laughs> I'm going to be on my yeah. own. Yeah. And oh wow. Which you know, believe you me, for Jim to go to something like that on his own is just amazing in, yeah, for, in and of for itself. When Mark said he couldn't come for like a fraction of a second, I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't. And then I'm like, no, I, I'm definitely going. It was amazing last it. year. I'm definitely yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but I'm going to be. And it's and it's also amazing myself. how many people <laughs> not how many how many people that are there who are fans of other people's stuff oh yeah so they're all the people that are generating you know podcast content and online content and you know written content um in the critical thinking community yeah obviously all, all of the skeptics of with each other. people yeah. will be there because the, the merseyside skeptics help run it and yeah. and the puzzle in the thunderstorm guys will be back although i don't think heath is going to make it this year because one of his friends is annoyingly getting married or something like that or oh, oh, just like God. people will Do schedule life. their stuff yeah. not around qed and it is infuriating yeah. <laughs> but you know we do our yeah. best so so yeah go anyway go. i've got my tickets go and get your tickets qedcon.org yeah. and then come and talk to me <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna play fake news folks i love the game it's a great game i understand the game as well as anybody as well as anybody Yes, it's time for Fake News, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. Okay, so listen to me. This time it's all going to go the right way. The answer will be crystal clear. The choice is more than apparent. Believe me when I tell you. You can trust me. No word of a lie. (laughs) So one thing that I've done differently, in fact, this week is not Mm -hmm. anything for Mark, but something for you listeners. Which uh-huh. is, if you yep. are a patron, or if you're in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump, you yep. will have had the opportunity to see these fake news quotes before listening to this show. Because it didn't occur, didn't because, occur to us yeah, to do that. After five years, <laughs> for it's some reason, it only occurred to us to do it now, for pictures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Last time yeah. we did it for the pictures when I, when I did some NFTs, people seemed to like playing along and having a, a chance and to I, have a guess. And you see, and I was, and I was vindicated in my choices. Well, only, it's, only <laughs> in as, as much as some other people agreed with you. Fools yeah. never differ. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go for a great mind singer like, <laughs> but no. So your kind of disparaging comment, I think I'm going to, yeah, in, in a Trump kind of way. So yeah, you think I got uh-huh. it wrong. Well, I'll tell you who else got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I thought since, since people seem to enjoy that, 
I, I mean, I could just do that every time. So, what from from this yeah. episode onwards? Yeah. Uh, basically, when we record I, at that point, so that yeah. Mark doesn't get a chance to look at it in advance, I will <laughs> I will post them in what the saying? in the, yeah. the Facebook group and on Patreon, and and until between then and when the episode comes out, you can see if you can beat him without listening to his. Uh, what do you want to call it? Thought process? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what are you saying? God. Reasoning. Let's hell. call it reasoning and be kind. Right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God. So. God. I'm these... seeing a whole new side of you, Al. <laughs> Jeez. Right. So yeah. these uh, are times when Trump displayed his vast knowledge of military conflict. All <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, as we saw in those NFTs, he's you know he's he's, he's yeah yeah he's all absolutely over it. he's yeah. you know how much he's in favour of the troops. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, the first is about the civil war. He said uh, mm-hmm. people don't realise he was very upset when the civil war started, and if he was president at the time, a lot of people say it never would have happened. We wouldn't have had a civil war if Andrew Jackson was in charge. Think of it; they tried to impeach him too. Just so you know. Okay. Number two. Right. Is about uh, Churchill. (laughs) Right. He said he was able to handle pressure very well. If you think about a man that handled pressure, he was being bombed. It was over. Hitler was unstoppable at the time. I mean, people forget that at that time, Hitler was virtually unstoppable. He was going through countries like cheese. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Was he going through countries because he liked cheese? That would explain the invasion of France, perhaps. (laughs) You know, that's uh, just that well-known saying. Yeah. Going through countries like cheese. <laughs> what? So, Let's just wait a minute. <laughs> so I, what? So that I think there's something, see, having um, dabbled with, in in looking at AI generated pictures ever since you generated those ones of Trump, last, there's a, um, there's this kind of, similarity going on in Trump's head. He just kind of we know what he's trying to say. We we get where it's coming coming from, but there's some AI going on in his head. He said, I need a, a phrase that talks about cutting through countries like a knife through butter. <laughs> but but actually cutting and then all you get is then you get cutting the cheese and then you get cheese. So what you <laughs> he's going through countries like cheese. That's what? It's not even, there isn't even a cheese called Attila the Hun. So he's not going through, what? I no, love it. And statement number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're very good fighters, the Taliban, but they never fight at night because they don't have binoculars. We've given them brand new, thousands of binoculars, better than what we have, far better than what we have because they're brand new. They're the best. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay. Why everyone everyone knows them? you can't fight at night without binoculars. No, and why would we give them ones... We've given them better than we have. They're better than we have because they're brand new. Right, because we just got old ones. <laughs> Which, yeah. <laughs> why, have they, why are they arming the Taliban with binoculars? Okay. Right, I've got to sort out... What he didn't say out of this nonsense. Well, they're going through countries like cheese. You see, I'm up to that point in the sentence. I was quite confident that that was something he would have said. But then, then 
I don't know. Okay. Unstoppable at the time. People forget that he was virtually unstoppable. That's one of his qualified statements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, mm, I think then, using my powers of deduction <laughs> and uh, slash thought process, I think that the binoculars... Oh, God. Or is it... Okay, I, yeah, I'm going for... Going for uh, yeah, number three is the one you made up. Okay, so the other two, which are you more convinced by? More convinced by Hitler and the cheese. So you, you're more, you're most convinced by going through countries like cheese? Yes. Okay. Be- because I, cause that's the kind of thing he just would say, <laughs> as well as unstoppable and then qualifying it with virtually unstoppable. Okay. So number two. Please make it real, yes. Is. Yeah. Real. He was able to handle no! pressure very well. Uh, if you think about a man that handled pressure, he was being bombed. It was over. Hitler was unstoppable at the time. I mean, people forget that at that time, Hitler was virtually unstoppable. He was going through countries like cheese. <laughs> that is so good, isn't it? Going through go- countries country, like and cheese. And there's a pause. Like, there's a pause yeah, yeah. Like, where he tries to find an analogy. <laughs> yeah. It's, I go- mean, maybe he was just like hungry. <laughs> like I could eat right now, I could eat a lot of cheese. Yeah, he's going through countries. Mm, I like, like I, cheese. Like I would eat cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yes, like, yes, mm, yes, yes. Sixty-four slices of American yeah. cheese. <laughs> going through countries like cheese. Yeah, all shapes of the states. Yeah, I want to put that prompt into an AI. Trump. Going through countries like cheese. I mean, I, I should have, to be honest, I should have put more thought into this in advance. I'm sure there is a brilliant pun of like today, Poland, tomorrow, the world, but with cheese. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> Just going through countries like yeah, like cheese, like cheese, like a. Is, is he is he visualizing some kind of giant ball like from Indiana Jones? <laughs> Only it's only it's an e dan <laughs> or, or something like that. Or, yeah, or an I mean, wheel that's the other the other possible reading breed. is like cheese goes through countries, like yeah, like going not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't oh, think don't, that's not. It doesn't make no, more sense. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. but it's just astonishingly. You can't, but the the annoying thing is you kind of get the gist. I I mean, I if, yeah, he, if, was, he was going if you mad. Really he was virtually unstoppable. He was going through countries. <laughs> if you, <laughs> in fact, it's only if you stop and look at it. I think it's the nice through butter thing <laughs> that is that is where you can maybe get close. But you yeah. could but replace it's nowhere cheese near. with almost any other noun, and it would make just as much sense. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yes, but it, but I would want to go for you know like like knives or like like Attila the Hun, like yeah, but like Jesus going through countries like cheese. That's brilliant. I want I want that like on a, on a an audio T-shirt. And you just have a picture of Hitler and Trump, and he's just going he's going through countries like cheese. <laughs> 
this is a quote I've had in my back pocket for a while. Is it? In case we got someone like as a guest who yeah. who I thought probably knew Trump, like was a Trump scholar or okay. anything like that. Right. And I was like, right. All right, they yeah. won't have, they won't think right. this is a thing he could have said. <laughs> but it's so easy. But, That's yeah. the thing. No, I, I, I eventually think, oh, well, I just had to use it. It was for me. The tell is that qualification that instant qualification where he makes a statement and then thinks about it and then actually qualifies it if, if people forget that at the time no nobody's forgotten that because this wasn't true because he wasn't going through <laughs> countries like cheese yeah 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 people yeah. don't realize yeah people don't know so. <laughs> they've forgotten i've forgotten <laughs> that he was going through countries like cheese so yeah uh you also think number one <laughs> number one was real <laughs> oh yeah yeah. Now, I wonder if you knew that Andrew Jackson, in fact, died 16 years before the Civil War started and uh, it was Andrew Johnson that they tried to impeach. Would that change your mind at all? No, okay. because I think Good to know. Trump is that ignorant that he would have he would have said that. All right. Well, number one yeah. is yeah. fake news. Oh, man. So close. Yeah, it's a deliberate. Yeah, that deliberate <laughs> sleight of hand, the whole because that because he just because he has, but he stood on the site of the the beginning of the Civil War or something and said, "Yeah, this wouldn't have happened if they had." Oh AR-15s yeah, no, he has he has claimed that Andrew Jackson was angry to see the Civil War from his cloud in heaven. Yeah, which historians. Yeah who were asked about that thought maybe he was confusing him with Andrew Johnson, like being quite generous. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is where I kind of got the impeachment thing from uh, to yeah. add to that. But yeah, no, it's it's obviously it's all all made up that. So yeah. uh, that yeah. means that Pretty good though. Yeah. the Taliban Oh no. No. <laughs> you know they're very good fighters the Taliban, but they never fight at night because they don't have binoculars. We have given them brand new thousands of binoculars Better than what we have, far better than what we have, because they're brand new, they're the best. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, what, Adrian, uh, <laughs> what motivates him to just say that? He just opens his mouth and stuff comes out. I mean... Just open, okay, just stand there, Trump, <laughs> and say stuff about... Here's the prompt. The Taliban, Taliban, yeah? Yeah. But good fighters or bad good fighters, fighters as well. Yeah, no oh, one like, fights at night. In my role as Trump interpreter, yeah. I think <laughs> yes. that I am going to say he's yeah. thinking of night vision goggles Cheese. Yes. rather than yes. binoculars. Yes. And I think he's when he's saying we gave them thousands of new ones, mm. it's about the stuff that was left behind in Afghanistan. Um, right. Now, night vision goggles aren't binoculars. They didn't yeah. leave night vision goggles behind in Afghanistan behind. as far as we know and I'm pretty sure the Taliban fight at night as have everyone in every war wars Ever. don't stop when yeah. the sun goes down yeah or like tea sure you know, it helps lady. to have the night vision goggles but yeah. but the Taliban weren't there going oh I'm not I am not going into battle now have you no. seen it out there it's pitch black <laughs> it's pitch black I can't oh, see no my hand in front of my face. face no idea where we're going <laughs> It's pointless. Yeah. No. Let's and, wait till morning. Over, get a good night's yeah. sleep. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll... We'll start. We'll do it properly start. tomorrow. Yes. No. Yeah, like proper proper gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. 
And also, the ladies come around with a tea trolley. <laughs> so we've got to stop. So uh, unfortunately, that means that, again, you, uh, you haven't added to your oh, score this week. Oh, no. And you remain uh, below 50%. Piff, yeah. Let's just say that. <sighs> okay. Which one mm-hmm. of our listeners did point out in, mm-hmm. a, in a review. Thanks very much, by the way, for anyone who leaves reviews. We do read them all. Yeah. Someone pointed out that really by you know chance would be one in three so to be getting near to 50 percent, you're actually doing pretty well they said that, um that, so don't patronize me oh, i'm That's, just uh, relaying i know patronizing sorry, comments that our <laughs> listeners have made <laughs> two, th- two, i'm two not patronizing i'm no i know everybody else is <laughs> yeah so as i've said generally don't pat- yeah leave us a review just don't patronize no do what you like it's jolly good fun <laughs> So yeah, well, that's quite right. Yeah. yeah. In it fact, is, if you do, it's leave almost a two review, thirds. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. No. But um, oh, right. if okay. if you do leave a review, actually, yeah. you you will have a good chance of getting your name on our website at some point because there is now a page yeah. on fallaciousTrump.com slash reviews, which supposedly kind of brings in all the reviews from the main places mm-hmm. like Apple Podcasts, places like that. So yeah, they all land on there as well. So please, do, yeah, ignore my. Um, I'm just angry at having lost yet again. So ignore, <laughs> ignore my facetious comment. Jim won't edit it out. He'll leave it in because oh, yeah. it makes me look bad. <laughs> yeah, he'll leave that bit in as well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's time for the part of the show that this week at least is called CNN is not a logical fallacy because CNN decided to give Trump a platform. Um, with a with a town hall. What the fuck do they think they're doing? <laughs> you know, frankly, because yeah. you kind of given the the you know, going through countries like cheese. What we've just heard, he would just open his mouth and trot out the usual suspects, yeah. the greatest hits, and surely they know that's going to happen. You, what you've got to be, you've got to be an Australian journalist to hold him to to account. Yeah. To, to say well, you 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 can't just use that. You can't just use that graph. You've got to look at <laughs> all the figures. Yeah, I mean, I think there there were potentially ways that they could have done yeah. it that would have been not give him an not hour. a complete yeah. disaster. <laughs> yeah. Some of the things they did very 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 wrong. Mm. First of all, doing it live. There's no, there's no need yeah. for that at all. There's just no. no reason to. They could have had someone live fact-checking. I mean, Caitlin Collins, right. who was the kind of host, essentially, the, the um, CNN journalist, who, who is very good. Enabler. She did yeah. do her best yeah. at, right. uh, at fighting back occasionally, yeah. but obviously couldn't disagree or give facts about every lie he told because it was a 70-minute long gish gallop. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was exactly what you would expect was going to happen Yeah. when they give Trump a platform. He he lied from start to finish. She did try yeah. and fight back on some things, and occasionally she did get him to a point where he just went, mm, fine, whatever, or whatever, and, and yeah. just stopped trying to argue. But right. most of the time right. he was just steamrolling over what she was saying. Thought, yeah, exactly. And, and, and he's doing... He's coming from a just because position because I was the president and you've got me on because I was the president. Part of their justification must be it brings in the money and they've now got the, the, they can kind of kick Fox in the, in the nuts whilst they're, whilst they're down (laughs) 
and 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 claim a coup. I mean, you know, the thing is, I I think it would have brought in the money if they'd done it better. Yeah. Anyway, because it because it did yeah. it did increase their ratings for that night, not enormously, right. but they they did okay. It didn't it, they didn't do as well as they did when they had Joe Biden's town hall, for example, mm-hmm. yep. or in fact Trump's last town hall from the last election. Um, but yep. the ratings that they got were okay for that night, and then. Mm. Uh, they've had such a backlash, and they knew they were having a backlash mm. from the moment it was announced. Yeah, and they still held it, even though it happened like a couple of days after. It was it was it a day after or two days after the jury came back and found that he was liable for defamation and sexual abuse uh, yeah. of E. Jean Carroll, and they still went ahead with it, which I think they would have been within their rights at that point to say, hmm, maybe we Not should at least postpone. Yeah. <laughs> while yeah, we kind of rethink what least, we're going to do about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because that is a game changer. And so the fact that they just went ahead blindly yeah. is bad. The fact that they had an entirely Trump-friendly audience, it was either Republicans or independents who had previously voted for Trump. What? It wasn't a balanced audience by any means. And yeah. from what I've read, I haven't seen anything that said that, that was something Trump demanded. That was a decision right. made by CNN to do that. Fuck knows why. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. some of them kind of asked slightly probing questions. Obviously, he didn't answer right. them. Yeah, but, yeah. But they asked him things that, that might be considered not softball questions. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, he just steamrolled over them and said what he wanted to say anyway. Mm. But the the there was a a general appreciation in the room or at least that was what we saw from yeah. uh, all the things he said including stuff that he was saying you know more lies about Eugene Carroll which right uh, some people Jeez. are saying yeah. she might sue him again for since he's basically yes, defamed yes, yes. her again now yes <laughs> but but yeah when he was insulting her when he was saying other, other stuff and talking about the election being rigged calling Caitlin Collins a nasty woman stuff like that 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 was getting laughter and applause from the room. Yeah. There have been reports since that said that CNN told the audience, again, made up almost all of Trump-friendly people anyway, Yeah, that they could applaud, but they shouldn't boo. They shouldn't, like, make negative sounds if they disagreed Whoa. with something. Whoa. Again, what? To keep him happy? Why? Uh, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... It's kind of the, I guess, the equivalent on UK TV is Question Time, um, which is a sort of town hall where they have representatives of each of the political party, and they, and latterly, they've been having a kind of a left field appointee who's like an an actor or mm-hmm. a, uh, a radio presenter or a comedian. Or yeah, something. they've done that for years, haven't they? They've had someone, yeah, someone not in who, politics. Who's, yeah, yeah. Who, who actually tells it as it is. Yeah. And often, despite all of that, and that the audience is somewhat representative of all political um, persuasions, it, the program still gets accused of having a plant for you know, the right yeah. wing, and you know a plant for whoever's on, and also the host. Uh, it kind of is a bit disdainful of anything slightly left of centre. And yet, yeah, when, it, when it gets the most interesting, and when it mm. get, when you get viral clips going around and stuff like that, is when you get an audience member sh- yep. essentially not shouting down, but giving a well thought out point to yeah. that that is against what the the panel are trying to say, and yeah. and that would have been 
something that would have been very interesting yeah in this situation if they had had audience members who were prepared to do that who were on the you know on all both sides not just if it'd been a, a you know a progressive audience and trump that would have been a big shit show as well but yeah but yeah if, yeah. There, if there'd been some balance in the audience if the yeah. audience had been allowed to express their real emotions because again yeah. some people in the audience have said you know there was there were things he said which we found disgusting or unpleasant yeah. or, or yeah. unacceptable but we'd been told just to kind of register our enjoyment of it and not wow. anything else that supposedly has been said it's been reported that that has been said by members of the audience yeah, yeah. it's hard to say if that's true or not i it sounds odd because i i mean how much if an audience is really disagreeing with something mm. how much is the fact that an hour ago someone at cnn said don't boo actually going to stop them i don't yeah know. yeah particularly because it's live yeah yeah, so, they, so I don't know, know yeah. how much that is a factor. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I think if they had had someone like maybe Daniel Dale uh, or you know a, a kind of good fact checker, live fact checking, even yeah. if only for the viewing audience, so there was a track, yeah, uh, yeah. a ticker kind of running at the bottom saying yeah. this is a lie and here's lie. where you can yeah. find out information about this. Yeah. This yeah. is the real situation. Um, you know, Caitlin Collins did a better job than I thought they were going to. Right. Uh, pushing back, they she wasn't just accepting the things he was saying. She was kind of, um, you know, saying, look, you, it, it wasn't, there's no evidence the election was rigged. You've got to stop saying that. You can't keep saying that yeah. all the time. Um, and, and various other things she specifically said, actually, that's not true. Here's the real answer. And there's no evidence of, you know, more votes than voters in Wisconsin or whatever. The things he typically lies about and that's the thing is yeah. they knew the things he was going to yeah, be yeah. lying about yeah so they could they, so they, they could, could have had them kind of preloaded yeah, exactly. essentially yeah. in, a, in a and then and then just stop him and say i'm yeah. going to stop you there yeah and read this out and they if he tries to kind of interrupt said no yeah stop here is the actual facts all of your you know you you're still spouting this nonsense but all of your 60 lawsuits <laughs> Yeah, have failed, all of them. So, so I, I think why you're you're speaking in a groundless way, other than just because, just because I'm the president. Yeah, again, I think Caitlin Collins did a good job, but she was just overwhelmed by Trump's yeah, yeah. Yeah. rhetoric. Yeah, yeah. I, there was just too much, and and it would have been a show of her telling him he's lying rather than a yeah. show of <laughs> look, this is what the presumptive pro, um, republican candidate thinks which yeah i do think there is value even though it's trump yeah there there are there are viewers cnn viewers msnbc viewers people like that who who hear about things he said but will never watch him say them they'll never watch a rally they'll never watch a speech right. by him yeah um and so all they get is clips of yeah Rachel Maddow or whoever talking about things he said at kind of not always in context and I'm not suggesting by by only doing clips they're being unfair to him at all yeah yeah but when you see it in that context and it is 70 minutes and it's all bullshit I don't know I think that's you know as as we tend to steal man people's <laughs> positions I think it's still very dangerous because the you know the fact checking didn't happen 
online in vision. Yeah, it happened. It, uh, it happened elsewhere. So if you're just watching the TV, no, absolutely. You're, yeah, you're having your your confirmation biases. No, I I agree. Confirmed. I and I and I. That's what I'm saying is that they. I think that there's value in showing him talking mm. and the things he wants to say, but putting that in context. But yeah, giving, yeah. giving that, got, yeah. either giving yeah. them, him people who are going to fight back and yeah. kind of literally fact-check him to his face, or yeah. at the very least having something happen in vision that, that yeah. can show, you know, this, this and, thing he's and just said. And hear the audience's disapproval. Absolutely. And, you know, and, that. And, and, I, and I think if they had done all of that, mm. it, they still would have had the same ratings. I think the same yeah. people would have tuned in the same, possibly more if they'd yeah. said, look, here, is, here are the kind of gatekeeping that we're putting in place because i yeah. think a lot of people didn't watch and got angry about it because they said in advance that it was going to be a republican audience yeah yeah um yeah and and it showed that cnn was just pampering him and and pandering mm. to exactly what he wanted because i think that's that's right it is about being the gatekeeper of it what happened when the australian journalist got in is that the gatekeepers didn't keep him out of the gates. Yeah. They they normally manage the whole thing. I mean, that whole, the, the, our, the last Patreon thing we did about the right-wing YouTube guy talking about, um, you know, the, the press officer, that was the whole thing about Trump had these amazing... Yeah, it was Andrew Claven praising Kayleigh McEnany. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to say, you know, they were outrageously awful people, yeah. but they were very clever at managing the room. They didn't allow anyone in to ask difficult questions. So when they, they I can't remember his name, but the Australian guy asked those Jonathan difficult Swan. questions, there you go, asked those difficult questions, Trump was just seen to be... <laughs> Utterly yeah. v- a vacuous bullshitter. And the problem is, if you go across the threshold into vacuous bullshit and give it give a platform for that and buy into that for whatever reason, you know, up your ratings, yeah. kick Fox in the nuts whilst they're down. If you do that, then you allow him unfettered access to live audience to spout his vacuous bullshit what you what you need to do as a responsible news channel or tv channel is say no we're going to apply the rigors of actual journalism and not allow you to say this every time knowing full well what these greatest hits would be you know add to it the calling you know people nasty nastiness even that when you get called when the journalists themselves get called nasty just cut through all the deference and the bullshit he's not the president yeah so you don't have to do that he's no longer the king so you can just say you can't talk to me like that what you're saying is wrong and without foundation it's a lie you're perpetuating what you're doing is manipulating the information in order to promote your own candidacy. And you just call it, that's, that's what disappointed me, if that's not strong enough a word, 
disappointed me about their approach is that they just gave it to him. Yeah. Kind of with some sort of um, pretense in a way of, well, yeah, we're going to do this. It's like having him on question time with, you know, Dimbleby. And then, so, and that's it. Yeah, we, we've invited him on. We've got Dimbleby. And then Dimbleby just say, gives him all the softball questions. So, well, what's, why have you sold it in this way? Yeah. We thought he's going to get hauled over the coals. And because otherwise, if they don't do that, he will fucking get in again. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's a lot of the reason he got in first time was because of all the media attention he got. Yeah. Of yeah. course he's going to get a lot of media attention this time as well. Mm. Of course he is. I mean, fuck, we've got yeah. a whole show about it. You know, yeah. it's, it, we're, yeah. we're part of the problem, if anything. So yeah. it's... it's yeah. Um, but, but yeah, there is, a, there is a way to cover him responsibly and to put him in his proper context. And this did yeah. not do that. At no. all, it really no. damaged CNN's cred- credibility. Yeah, they talked about well, you know, we've got to hold the powerful to account, and all that. You didn't do that at no. all, didn't the chief exec uh, tweet? Chris Licht. Yeah, you don't. You you know, you might not like the answers, but you can't say we didn't get them. Go, well, that's not holding people to account. No. Is it? If you know, every time you, they gave you an answer, you should say, well, that's that's a blatant lie. Yeah. Mr. Ex-President, Mr. Mr. Civil Criminal Charge with <laughs> we could legally call you a sexual predator. You can't say that stuff. And we ought to hear the audience going, oh, you yeah. can't fucking say that live on TV. That's, you know, and then cut to the audience of them going, whoa, that stinks. Yeah, yeah I mean, if the audience had, had actually been representative mm. of the electorate then yep. that would have been a very different reaction that i think he got so yeah and it, yes exactly it's it's that if you you need to take him out of his context his mm. comfort zone and say here here are the numbers mr president they're all you know it's it's you can't here's here's the weather chart you can't just draw on it with a sharpie yeah. and in fact it would have been a, a i think a much more interesting show if they had mm. had the ability to have a response from people from both yeah. sides of the electorate. And because yeah. uh, at the actual debates, they tend to say, you know, don't applaud, don't boo, because we want to yeah. get on with this and hear yeah. what these people have to say. So the, so the audience isn't, you're not getting uh, in real time response from the audience in those yeah. things. And obviously, yeah. almost all the time he talks, it's in front of people who already think he's a god king. So having him try and spout his bullshit in front of people who know it's bullshit mm. would have been completely different, would have been something yeah. we don't see very often and would have been more responsible and a more interesting show. And yeah. I think would have got the same ratings. So badly done, CNN. Badly done. For yeah. shame. For shame, <laughs> indeed. For shame. And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. Trump is appealing, but only in a legal sense, (laughs) after it took a New York jury less than three hours to find Trump liable for defamation and sexual abuse of E. Jean Carroll last week. Newsmax somehow managed to claim this was a major win for Trump, and Mike Pence said he'd never seen Trump sexually abuse anyone, while Trump himself, of course, claimed it was a disgrace and complained that the case was brought in New York, where the attack happened and where both parties lived at the time, because he could never get a fair trial there. 
The verdict was unanimous, despite one of the jurors saying he got his news from right-wing podcaster Tim Poole, who he described as balanced. It's possible it wasn't the makeup of the jury so much as the complete lack of case put up by Trump, who couldn't even be bothered to show up to the trial, leaving the jury instead to watch his deposition, in which he doubled down on the Access Hollywood pussy-grabbing tape, called Carol mentally sick, and said again that she's not his type, moments before mistaking a picture of her for his second wife, Marla Maples. For some reason, Robbie Kaplan did not ask the follow-up question I would have asked, so are you saying that if a woman is your type, then you would consider raping her? Must be a lawyer thing. (laughs) Trump's lawyer, Joe Tacopina, went with attacking the victim as his brilliant strategy, asking why she didn't scream or report the attack to the police, but stopping just short of asking what she was wearing. (laughs) As attorney Andrew Fleischman noted on Twitter, New York juries are so biased they'll find the dude liable based on nothing more than eyewitness testimony, contemporaneous accounts of that testimony, other victims, failure to testify, a disastrous deposition and a taped admission to doing the thing he's accused of. (laughs) (laughs) Never get a fair trial in New York. (laughs) I'm pitching a version of Doogie Howser MD, but set in the world of politics, where a precocious young upstart know-nothing becomes an amazingly capable Republican. He has a natural proclivity for cheating, lying, claiming unemployment benefits during COVID while he had a decent, well-paid job. He inspires people to donate to his election campaign funds and then spends it on nice suits and shirts and vacations and, hey, yeah, just giving it to his friends. The cliffhanger for the end of season one will be him getting found out for all of those. But we're so enamoured with his potential to be president one day that we're rooting for him and mouth along with, it's a witch hunt in his Trump mini-me hair piece and stupidly long tie. Hot tears of parental pride spring to our viewing eyes as he demands to be able to conduct his own defence, because of course he can be a lawyer. He's told so many lies about his education, his sporting prowess and how well it suited him for office, then why not law school as well as Yale, Harvard, MIT and playing for the Harlem Globetrotters even though he's still only eight years old. Wait, wait, what? What do you mean it's already on TV? Give me that remote. Oh, yeah, yeah, there he is. It's already being played out by George Santos. Live arrests and everything. Yeah, no one's going to believe that. Surely we can still option it as a reality show. We'll take it to CNN to give it some credibility. (laughs) Oh, no, hang on. Yeah, George Santos. uh, 13 counts he's been charged with. 13 (laughs) counts of financial crimes. That's brilliant. And it's not and even. He's not, not even. <laughs> he's not even eight no, years old not, yet. I was going to say it's not even the things we thought it was probably going to be. No, it's other no, stuff. It's, like yeah, the, well, it's at least thirteen of the things we yeah. thought it was oh, going to yeah. be. We, they didn't even those. get into the the um, no, kind of trying to fundraise for dead dogs and stuff like that. That that <laughs> it didn't end up getting any money and. Yeah, yeah. no, it's no. wire fraud and unemployment claiming that yeah, when he already claims, had a job yeah. and the job he had was like in a Ponzi scheme. of campaign and, funds, yeah. yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, so I'm good. really going to enjoy that, that court case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Eminem fetishist Tucker Carlson was gloriously fired from Fox quote-unquote news, we've been wondering which straw broke the camel's back. Was it his part in the Dominion libel case, the hostile work environment that led a former producer to sue the network, calling Rupert Murdoch a cunt? Or, as I theorised last episode, was there something else yet to come out? 
Well, plenty has come out since then, largely thanks to Media Matters for America, who have released so many behind-the-scenes clips of Tucker being a huge misogynist or trashing Fox platforms that Fox asked them to stop all the news reporting, please, because it was embarrassing them, (laughs) which strongly suggests there's more and worse to come. However, the leak that everyone seems to accept as the smoking gun came from the New York Times in the form of a text from Tucker to a producer. The text is a narrative about Tucker watching a video of a group of Trump supporters, as Tucker describes it, pounding the living shit out of an Antifa kid. Tucker recalls hoping they would kill him, and then feeling ashamed of that desire. On reading this, I wasn't sure which of those expressed emotions Fox was more likely to have fired him for, but it turns out I'd glossed over the pertinent phrase. Earlier on in the text, Tucker had written, Jumping a guy like that is dishonourable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. I'd skimmed past this phrase, not because it's okay, of course, but because it's exactly the kind of thing I expect from Tucker, because it's significantly less racist than most of the things Fox paid him to say to millions of viewers on a daily basis. And yet this, according to New York Times at least, was his undoing. We'll see. That's because he was being significantly less <laughs> racist than his pay grade. We're paying you much more to be much more racist than that. Yeah. In a kind of shark tank for real moment, Ron DeSantis sought to prove his presidential suitability in the world of international business by finishing his tour of Israel, South Korea and Japan, promoting economic ties with Florida with a visit to London last Friday. Once outside of the razzmatazz of his own circus sideshow and in a room full of, shall we say, grown-up adult actual UK businessmen, DeSantis' shtick didn't impress. Like panellists on our own Dragon's Den, various business chiefs described the hopeful Floridian as horrendous, low wattage and lacking stardust, adding nobody in the room was left thinking, this man's going places. Needless to say, the UK Foreign Secretary James Cleverly and Business and Trade Secretary Kemi Badenoch thought he was great. And whilst they are desperate to do as many post-Brexit deals as possible to fill the immense hole in the growth of their home nation, the optics of striking some sort of special economic relationship with Florida might not go down well with the bigger fish they're hoping to fry with Biden. In a true British understatement, one business leader did have the good grace to describe DeSantis's shoe-gazing performance as fine. <laughs> Way to go, Ron. You've got the whole world on the edge of its seat, albeit so they can see around you for the next actual likely presidential candidate. Nope, not for me. I'm out. Herschel Walker's Senate campaign was pretty unbelievable, by which I mean both it's hard to believe it really happened and you definitely shouldn't believe anything he said. It's certainly the only campaign I know of which featured the candidate revealing whether he'd rather be a vampire or a werewolf, but I'm hoping that will now be a standard question in the televised debates. I know it's been a few months, but try to remember the fake plastic police badge he bought to a debate as proof of his law enforcement experience, his claims of graduating at the top of his college class when in fact he didn't graduate at all, or his ever-shifting number of children. And now imagine how monumentally stupid you would have to be to be tricked out of half a million dollars by Herschel Walker. Because that's what happened to billionaire Dennis Washington. To be fair, it was an intricate scheme worthy of Danny Ocean and his ten friends. See, what Herschel did was email Washington and ask for half a million dollars. 
And then, instead of giving him the account details for a super PAC, he gave him the account details for a company that Herschel ran, but didn't disclose in his financial statements. By indicating the money was for his campaign and funneling it into a private business, there's a good chance Herschel committed wire fraud. And you would think he would know that, given his vast experience working in law enforcement. <laughs> Excellent. Weirdly, eye-patch-wearing under his glasses, leader of the Oath Keepers, Stuart Rhodes, is facing sentencing as the ringleader of a seditious conspiracy on January 6, 2021. Remember that? The large and violent concerted effort of maggots and Trumpists to prevent Joe Biden from becoming president? Rhodes looking at 25 years, but is seeking leniency based on his years of good homespun service in having founded and run a local yet nationally focused community organisation called uh, the Oath Keepers. <laughs> yes, indeed, his lawyers argue it is imperative that the court give great deference to Mr Rhodes for the 12 years of service and dedication of the Oath Keepers. The self-same organisation that the government explained Rhodes exploited his vast public influence as the leader of, as well as his talents for manipulation, to inspire 20 other American citizens into using force, intimidation and violence. Community service? Well, I guess in the twisted world of protectionist, survivalist, conspiracy theory, Q lovers, they've been doing a great job. Him and his similarly patriotic brothers-in-arms, the Proud Boys organisation, four members of which were also found guilty Thursday of seditious conspiracy in connection with the January 6th attack. Their defence attorneys countered that the Justice Department was using the group as a scapegoat for the real person to blame for January the 6th, Donald Trump, who, as memory serves, isn't, as far as I know, not being held to account for his part in it, or did I imagine that blockbusting miniseries where Trump was quite heavily implicated in doing <laughs> stuff? I think you're being very unfair to Stuart Rhodes, complaining that he's wearing an eye patch under his glasses because he has got two eyes. I mean, well, he's got one eye, but the glasses cover both eyes. And, yeah, but and the other from... one, what do you, do you want him to wear an eye patch and a monocle? I do. I mean, that would, that exactly would be awesome, actually. Or or one, I take it all back. but no yeah. lens. He's got two lenses. Eye patch and monocle would be amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're yeah. going to be a pirate, go for it. Yeah, you know that's yeah. I think that there's a law. We have to every time Stuart Rhodes comes up, we have to remind everyone that the reason he wears an eye patch is because while yeah. while instructing people on how to safely handle guns, he shot yeah. himself in the face. <laughs> in the face. <laughs> Yeah, this is the kind yeah. of person you want to run your training <laughs> department. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. So, yeah, that's community service. Community service. <laughs> Done the community of service um, there. Yeah. <laughs> As we know, Trump hires only the best people. The trouble is, Trump thinks he's an example of the best people. So when he hires people just like him, they end up being lazy, stupid and bad at their jobs. Take, for example, whoever makes Trump's Facebook ads. Late last month, they started running one with the caption, Under Joe Biden, America is a nation in decline, which features a picture of Uncle Joe looking kind of determined and badass, surrounded by a montage of images showing just how bad America has got under his leadership. We'll put the ad in the show notes under fallaciousTrump.com slash FT124. But the images are a burning police car during a riot, two gas station signs presumably representing the rise in price, a group of migrants crossing a river and that Chinese spy balloon superimposed on a Chinese flag. 
The only trouble is the burning police car is from May 2020 when Trump was president. The cheaper of the two gas station signs is from November 2013 when Obama was president. And the photo of migrants crossing a river was taken in January 2020, again under Trump. And the migrants in the photo are travelling south from Mexico into Guatemala. <laughs> yeah. And also interesting that you called him Uncle Joe because <laughs> that was that was what Stalin was called. <laughs> But yeah, you've just given them a whole new advertising <laughs> campaign. Yeah, unwittingly. The usual midterm grumbles is how Rishi Sunak would like to have us think about the local elections in the UK last week. An utter disaster for the Conservatives is how everyone will actually think about it. Of 230 councils, the Tories lost control of 48. And they lost 1,000 seats across those councils including my local council, which in 2015 had nothing but Tories on it, now has no Tories at all, and also has one new yet familiar Labour councillor, me. Labour now controls 71 councils and the Tories only 33. Starmer hails this as a prepare-for-government moment, but analysts are a bit more cherry about it, saying the actual swing to Labour would, on these numbers, only give them a one-seat majority in government. And while Starmer's rhetoric is designed to get people to vote Labour so he can possibly enjoy a landslide victory a la Blair in 97, or even as large a number of votes as Corbyn gained in 2019, it may be more pragmatic of Labour to join with the other parties in coalition, usher in proportional representation and guarantee the Tories never get in again. Meanwhile, Sunak's back must be filled with holes from myriad Brutuses. Brutii, <laughs> who seem to be gathering together even further to the right of sanity, Attila the Hun, and even Nadine Dorries, to try and slice Sunak out of the frame and usher back in that vote-winning son of a gun, the only one with a mandate. He was two leaders ago, but could be the new broom. Drum roll, please, for the unforgettable, the trustworthy, the recipient of several fires and criminal records, Bojo the Clown. Let's make the Tories great again. And I'm spelling great, G-R-A-T-E, of course. Yeah, what else? Oh, yeah, the UK came second from last in Eurovision. <laughs> Abbott and Edward Scissorhands came first, whilst Labour-led Liverpool smashed being the best host city ever out of the park. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com. And if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or simply tell one other person in person about how much they'd like our podcast. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump, just like our strawman level patron Don Tuvi. Renee Zed, Schmoots, Mark Reiki and Amber R. Buchanan who told us when we met her at QED we can just call her Amber and our true Scotsman level patrons Stephen Bickle, Janet Ueta, Kaz Tui, Andrew Halp and our top patron Lauren. Thank you so much everyone for your continued support it's really very much appreciated. You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fallacious Trump. All music is by The Outbursts and was used with permission so until next time on Fallacious Trump We'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right. Go home to mommy. Bye. Bye.